Hello, everyone. Welcome to Beyond Sunday at Bethlehem, a podcast created to go beyond the Sunday service experience at Bethlehem Church, exploring some of the deeper questions of our faith, offering additional content from behind the scenes from the cutting room floor. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Angela Buckland, and as always, I am beyond excited to host today's episode. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond Sunday. Today, we're going to be talking about the power of prayer. We've been talking a lot about prayer as a staff, as a church, here on the discipleship team. And about a a year ago, sometime last year, we did a series on spiritual disciplines, and we talked about the different spiritual disciplines And we wanted to take some time to really focus on the spiritual discipline of prayer and how important it is. Uh, A wise man in parachute pants once said, (laughs) we've got to pray just to make it today. Mm. So that's what we're here for. Here with the discipleship team, you guys have any thoughts on parachute pants? Uh, A wise man in parachute pants is an oxymoron. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. No. So that was an MC Hammer song, what, in the 90s? Yeah. Yeah. For those of you old enough. I don't know that he's a theologian, but it's a good, it, it makes sense. <laughs> we do have to pray to make it today. Yeah. Yeah. So we are, ta- Pastor Matt just did a great message on the power of prayer a couple yeah. weeks ago. Um, and it was inspired partly by um, the book by Chris Hodges. Yeah. Pray um, First. Pray First. And a lot of that material um, was stuff that we we all kind of know and maybe we've heard before, but it was so great to be reminded. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's what we we struggle with with mm-hmm. prayer is like it almost seems like we've heard it before, we know it, but then to really be reminded of it, come back again and realize how crucial it is to be yeah. praying. Yeah. yeah, and if we just recap that real quick, the prayer of Jabez was a prayer, uh, four different parts to it. It was a prayer of provision. I'm asking God to bless us. And what I love about that um, is it's not just asking God to bless us so that we have more stuff. That The idea is bless me in a way that I can bless others. Yeah. Um, so God, you, I'm asking you to bless me. And if you do, when you do, I will use it to bless others. Mm-hmm. Um, and then not only for, for, uh, for provision there, um, but also for, pre- for power, that our lives will be bigger than us. Yeah. Um, God, get, make my life, use my life in a way that would, would outlive me. Yeah. And so we're asking God to use us in a powerful way. Mm. And then if God does that, if he blesses us in a way that we can bless others and he begins to use us in a way that our lives outlive us, we're going to need his presence. And that's the next part of a prayer of presence. That God, I need your presence with me. And if that's going to happen, the, we're putting a target on us and the enemy's mm. going to attack. And so mm-hmm. the last part of that prayer is a prayer of protection. Yeah. And uh, Pastor Matt had just talked about how he's praying that for his family. Yeah. Um, and we had heard... Uh, he and I had heard uh, Pastor Chris Hodges talk about that from his book and just a prayer that he's been praying for a long time um, and just how God has blessed that, how God has used that. And it was just a great reminder to us that, man, that's, we, we've got this incredible power, this way that we can tap into the creator of the universe, supernatural power um, that we don't use, like we don't talk to God as often as we should. Right. Not that we're just asking for him to do things for us, but just that prayer is communication with God. Yeah. In fact, when we were talking earlier, uh, Lauren just wrote a blog that we're going to attach to the notes here about that whole idea of, of the power of prayer. Yeah. I think a lot of times, um, at least in my life, I've seen this. Maybe y'all are super holy people and you have not experienced this. Angela is. Yeah. Angela definitely is. Um, (laughs) 
But I don't. Kevin said it. I don't always even like think about praying until sometimes it's the worst case scenario yeah. or it's like the last, um, the last ditch effort. Like mm-hmm. nothing else has worked, so I guess I'll pray. It's the bat you know? phone that we'd only reach for if we really need. If we yeah. Really need God. <laughs> the red button. The red yeah. button. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but that's not at all what it should be. Like if we have a God who we, if we truly believe that he's powerful and we truly believe that he loves us and that he wants to take care of us, like why wouldn't we go to him first with everything, yeah. like all our problems that we have? Um, I don't know. I've yeah. been thinking about that. So why wouldn't we? Let's, why don't we so, just kind of unpack that? I'll say for, for me, I struggle with this kind of this, you know, we, we pray and ask God for everything. Or we pray or we don't want to, you know, do the name it and claim it and prosperity yeah. thing. So it is kind of like this. I walk this line like, is this okay to ask? Yeah. Is this, you know, like, is this, will God honor this prayer or, you know, is this selfish? Am I asking out of selfish reasons yeah. or am I asking because this is a, a, a legitimate need? Yeah. So I think, I think maybe, maybe I'm not alone in that. Maybe we struggle with this idea of like, what's okay to ask for and what's not okay to ask. Yeah, that's a that that's that's valid. I, yeah. I think maybe the whole approach of that word we and I get it because we tend to go to God and we ask Him for a whole lot of things, but mm-hmm. prayer is really just it's communication with God. So yeah. it's not always asking for things. It's sometimes it's just listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I know there, there's a book that uh, we'll, we'll reference in the notes that uh, that I read recently, and I know Pastor Jason's read it um, this year, maybe late last year, called uh, "Pray Like Pray Like Monks, Live Like Fools." Um, and and uh, actually drove Pastor Jason to, to change a couple habits. One of the things being that mm. he gets up in the morning, sets a two-minute timer, and doesn't talk to God at all, doesn't say anything, just listens. I love and that. And that's, you know, that whole idea of a, that's something a it's monk practical. would do. And it's practical, and it just gets us in a, in a mindset of, I'm listening to you, God. Yeah. Um, all the social media, all the pressure to go check emails or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, read the newspaper or whatever you're going to do that day. Read the back of the cereal box. We're, we're going to take time, but even before we get out of bed and just say, God, I'm here. And yeah. it doesn't have to be just in the morning. It can be any time um, during the day that, that we're able to just set some time and not just, so not just approaching God to ask him for things. Yeah. Um, set some time to listen, set some time to uh, worship. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's another thing that keeps people from, from praying the way they should. I say people it keeps yeah. us from praying the way we should. Um, is not knowing how to approach God and, and what do we say to him yeah, now? Yeah, I know as a parent, I mean, uh, if you have kids, you know, like your kids ask you for stuff and they ask all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm never, I'm never sitting there thinking like, when are you going to stop asking me? You know, like, I mean, sometimes the answer is no, but most of the time I want to give them what they're asking for. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, unless it's just something completely crazy, but they kind of like, we have a relationship. I have a relationship with my kids. They know kind of what's acceptable to ask for, what's within a range. Yeah. Um, and they know that our hearts, mine and my husband's hearts, are to bless them. We want to provide for them. And so I kind of think that way. Like, I, I think it's okay to ask God. Like, we maybe, you know, it, it's okay to err on the side of ask ask for too much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, like, I think that's okay. I love um, A Praying Life by Paul Miller. Yes. I mean, totally changed my, like, my thought process, I guess, on prayer, but there's a section in there where it talks about child life, child like faith. Um, yeah. and it talks about like when a kid wants to go to Disney, 
does he ask his parent once and then the parent says no and he's like okay well that's it no yeah. like he's snotty and he's gross and he goes to his parent a million times like he keeps asking and keeps yeah. asking and keeps asking there's a um, scripture about that too I think <laughs> yeah and that's one of my favorite books Lauren I'm so glad you brought it up because um, A Praying Life by Paul Miller we're gonna put that also in the show notes it's so good if you haven't read it yet it is on my top top five must reads so good um, he talks about uh, the kind of the the two the two biggest dangers that we can make when it comes to prayer is one, not praying at all, and two, praying selfishly, mm-hmm. uh, which I do think, I mean, sometimes, you know, we are selfish creatures. We're going to pray selfishly, but, you know, if, if you're praying selfishly all the time, then that's, that's yeah. probably what, yeah. you know, that's the danger. But the sweet spot, so, so to speak, is to find that place in the middle of which, which he calls abiding. And it's abiding in our relationship with Christ mm-hmm. and learning to pray, one, according to scripture, if, you know, we we ask for things that are in accordance with God's will, uh, then yeah. Yeah. God will say yes. That's so good. I think in the past, too, I've had this mindset of, like, I want to be someone who prays for others all the time. I want to be, like, a giver, and I want to be, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm— I, volunteer with students and so I'm like I want to be praying for them all the time but I would never ask people to pray for me because that was fine Mm. right and so um that's something that I wrote about but also something that God's really shifted in my heart is like I want to be the kind of person who prays for other people but I also want to be the kind of person who has people praying for me because I think both of those are really important yeah um so I don't know I've kind of shifted my perspective on that a little bit recently but like the power in asking other people who you know are believers to pray for you like who's praying for you because that's just as important as praying for other people and that is a form of asking but it doesn't like you know again it's not god give me give me Mm -hmm. i'm I'm asking you to do something in lauren's life Mm -hmm. i'm asking you to provide something for lauren another just another approach and that whole again going back to the idea of how do we even approach god yeah all the different tools that we have um, or the different models that we can follow. The Lord's Prayer obviously is a model. There's asking in it, mm-hmm. but it's got a whole lot of other pieces to yeah. it. Right. I and mean, we can right. look at that. We we talk about the ACTS acronym all the time. Um, Adora- ACTS standing for adoration, confession, thanksgiving, um, and then supplication. Yeah. So which is the asking piece. So there's all the other places, the other, other pieces to it where we adore and we confess sin and we and we have a heart of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Chris Hodges in his, in his book, Pray First, talks about some a lot of different models that he uses, uh, one being the prayer of Moses, where he kind of works his way through the tabernacle and all the different furniture that's in the tabernacle that eventually leads to the Holy of Holies and being in God's presence. Um, he talks about uh, praying through the names of God, using Psalm yeah. 23 as a model, where that's cool. um, the Lord is my shepherd, Jehovah Ra. Um, uh, you know, he's my provider. He's my peace, Jehovah Shalom. Uh, he's our defender. And walking through mm-hmm. Psalm 23, is another way to, to talk to God and have that communication. And I think it was Paul Miller that, that wrote in Praying Life, I think it was that book um, that he wrote, if you're praying, and it may have been Tyler Statton in, in uh, the Pray Like Monks, Live Like Fools, if you're praying, you're doing it right. Like yeah, you're talking I to God. That. Like the only way to learn, I know Paul Miller talked about it, yeah. the only way to learn to pray is to pray. Yeah. yeah. And so start talking to God. Um, and then you can always, always use scripture yeah. um, and pray that back to God. That'll yeah. give you a pattern to, to one work of my, through. One of my favorite scriptures is where Jesus is teaching, and he says, if you parents, uh, as evil as you are, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your, your Father in heaven give 
the give the, what you need and uh you know well if you ask for a stone uh, if you ask ask for bread will he give you a stone mm-hmm. if you ask for a fish will he give you a serpent or a scorpion it's like god's not going to trick you and you can come to god as your heavenly father that's the imagery that we are supposed to have and i think it's so like we come to god we're like okay we sit down we're going to talk to god like god god of the deal. universe yeah. yeah it's like so there's two two sides of the same coin though it's like well we talk about prayer let's talk to God. Oh, no big deal. We're just prayers, just talking to God. But then it's like, no, we're talking to God yeah. who's the creator right. of the universe. Yeah, it is a big deal. Yeah. It there is. is reverence and there's, and then, but, but the crazy thing is that there's reverence and there's awe mm-hmm. and there's worship and there's just this unbelievable power. Um, but God through Jesus brings it so, so far down to our level um, that we can have a conversation with God in yeah. just a real way, a real yeah. conversation. Yeah. Just like a, like a kid would have with their father, you know, like a, yeah. a parent. Yep. And, and yeah. that's, again, that imagery that we need to go back to. I know, I know my kids, when they're, <laughs> when they need help, they call dad. <laughs> 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 when they need help with something or they need, you know, Aww. like a little extra cash or something, they're like, dad. And so they know, they know that he that they can ask. Yeah. And I love that. I love that they have that modeled for them, you know, and, yeah. and, and so I, I hope that they will carry that with them, that that's how their heavenly father feels about them. Yes. A, a child of the King walks into the, into his throne room mm-hmm. and he knows that he's walking into the King's throne room, but he also knows he's walking into his father, mm-hmm. his father's presence, and he's going to sit in his father's lap. Just mm-hmm. a cool picture. And that's how we can approach God. So if, if people yeah. were to say, okay, I understand how to approach God, or I know how to pray, or I'm learning to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just ask you this question. When, like, it's not that I don't know how, yeah. but when do you pray? Yeah. Pray at all times. I, mean, I get all is the time. I guess the question is, when do you pray? Mm. Angela, when do you pray, Lauren? <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, growing up, I had this idea of I, of how sovereign God was and how big God was, and so it felt like it had to be this really formal thing, right? Like close your eyes, bow your head, you know, in mm. the dark, almost like hum, you know, like you're meditating <laughs> or something. Um, but as I've grown in my relationship with God, it's now become where I've had these habits that I've instilled of like when I'm driving in the car, okay. And I'm kind of zoning out, like what things are coming to my mind, because obviously they're on my mind, like that I need to give to God. And so every mm-hmm. day when I'm driving, I try to talk to God. Yeah. Um, every day when I'm doing the dishes, I try to talk to God. Like I've tried to instill these habits. So now they come kind of subconsciously. Yeah. Um, and also something that I do is if I'm upset or if I'm sad or if I'm overwhelmed, I will talk out loud to God. Like it doesn't have to be this in my head prayer, but I talk to him out loud. Um, like I'm talking to someone else. And I will tell you all one time, my roommate walked in on me talking to God out loud. I was like crying in my living room and I was just really giving it out. And anyway, she's not my roommate anymore. But she, <laughs> she left. She's like, that's it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but my point of all of that is to say, I had these preconceived notions of what prayer was supposed to be. So I kind of had to actively work on how do I break mm. these down and how do I make prayer what it's supposed to be? And like, yeah. not more accessible yeah. to me, but more, I don't know, approachable. Like, yeah. cause I want to talk to God like he's a friend. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I talk to the students about a lot too, is I think sometimes, cause I work with middle schoolers, but they have this idea of prayer as almost like God is a Santa Claus in the sky. Mm. And so let's write down our request and send them into the North pole and we'll wake 
two to four business days to see if he <laughs> got our request. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We'll wait to see if we got the presence under the tree. Like, I think sometimes that's the idea that we have about prayer instead of this idea of like, this is a friend that I'm talking to and that I'm abiding with. Yeah. Um, and I, I was telling them a lot of times you're like, well, God already knows what I need. So why do I need to ask him? Why do I need to talk to him? But I was like, I work with my best friend and when something crazy happens at work, you know, the first thing we do when we get in the car is we call each other to talk mm, about it. And so cool. like, that's the relationship I want to have with God is yeah. like talking to him about all the things that are bothering me, all the things that are on my mind all the time. Yeah. And so I think, uh, Lauren, I love what you talked about. Um, you talked about habit stacking and I don't know if you knew that's what you were talking about, but like when you're, when you are doing one habit, like washing the dishes, you also add prayer to that. Yeah. So that's a, that's a thing. It's, it's called habit stacking. So that's a really good discipline to, if you're listening to this and you want to start to develop the discipline of prayer, yeah. that's a great way to, to start. And I do think, so I, that's where I, I struggle with the discipline part of prayer. Like every morning I start at this time or, you know, some mornings I do, some yeah. mornings are, are a little more consistent than others. Um, so that's where that's one area that uh, that we could work on. But then another area too is being sensitive. So as believers, as as Christ followers, we have the Holy Spirit, and so being sensitive to that nudge when He's prompting you to pray mm -hmm. for something that's really really crucial. So that's the pray at all times that Paul talks about, I think, and and just that nudge. I was I came across something just today, and I felt this really like man. I don't know how I'm going to do this. It was something, you know, just even just something in my family, like, I don't know how I'm going to do that. You know, especially if you're praying for someone else or praying for, you can't change a human heart, right. but God can, the Holy Spirit can. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I was like, okay, immediately where I felt hopeless in a situation, I had the, the Holy Spirit say, no, 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 I can, I, I got that. I can, yeah. I can do that. And so that's where we we pray, okay, God, you intervene, you change this, yeah. you change this situation, change our desires, change our habits, whatever. So, and we, as we talk about prayer, it's, it's, it's conversation, it's, it's communing with God, mm -hmm. um, but it is, we do consider it a spiritual discipline. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah. And so I think, you know, the habit stacking idea that every time I wash the dishes, I want to pray. Mm -hmm. Every time I get in the car, I'm going to turn the radio down and I'm going to pray mm -hmm. first. Um, those are great ways to yeah. discipline ourselves. And a lot of it goes with stage of life, too. Like, I can remember waking up when the kids were younger, and the moment we opened up our eyes, world the world's <laughs> happening and everything's moving a million yeah. miles an hour. And it wasn't until I got to the, we would do a, a, a devotion, which I wouldn't consider my prayer time at all, doing a devotion with my elementary school kids. Um, but we would read scripture together, we'd pray together, and then we'd go you know, take them to school. But it wasn't until they got in school and I had that time alone in my truck yeah. that, yeah. okay, God, now we can take a deep breath. And, but that's an important piece. Of, that's part of the discipline. And it, I just tell you that it changes with, it can change with season of life. For I'm sure. in a different yeah, season sure. now um, where I get up and I, it, it's a better discipline for me to be able to go to a room yeah. that before I do anything else, I'm going to spend some time praying and working through some things. And that's, I'm at a place where I can do that, where I really feel like when my kids were younger, it would, it was really difficult yeah. to do even worse when they were teenagers and mm -hmm. we had practices in the morning and we're driving everybody around. But what I, what I have to work on is if I miss that time, it's not like if I don't, if I don't physically work out, if I don't exercise in the morning, 
I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. But prayer doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and it is an as you go type deal. Yes. I love what you said about allowing the Holy Spirit to direct you and lead you in those times. So there are times that I will be listening to the radio and God's spirit will say, mm-hmm. um, hey, let's talk. Yeah. And yes. to turn the to turn the radio down. And I can remember a day when you would drive down the road and be talking out loud to God, hoping nobody saw you. But now because of AirPods and Bluetooth, yeah. And Bluetooth, <laughs> everybody thinks you're on the phone. <laughs> And it's not a big deal That's anymore. Right. We can just we can just talk to God, um, and so maybe even practice that. If you're listening yeah. to this podcast, maybe there is a moment right now mm-hmm. that you hit pause, and you mm-hmm. just spend some time talking to God. You say, "Okay, what do I say?" Just maybe thank Him for all the things that He's doing. That you that just acknowledge what He's doing in your life right now, and look around and see the you know nature that the things that you're driving by and. Or maybe that crazy lady that's cutting you off right now, you, you can pray for her. Pray for her. Um, or if you're working out right now and you're in the gym and you're listening to this podcast and you hit pause and you look around the gym and start to pray for people. Mm-hmm. Um, just great. There, those opportunities are all around for us to have conversations mm-hmm. with God that way. Yeah. Also, like the most incredible thing, one of the most incredible things about the Holy Spirit is like you can pray. Help me pray, God. You know, yes. you can literally pray. I don't know what to pray right now. Like, give me things. Help me bring things to my mind. Like, help me pray. And he's yeah. so faithful to help us and even how to communicate with him. Yeah. And if he doesn't, there's opportunities to say, Lord, I'm just going to sit here. Yeah. I'm going to be still. I'm going to know that you're God. And I'm just listening. And we're back yeah. to that listening idea. And that's okay. Yeah. Like, it's just saying, I'm in your presence, Lord. Yeah. And I just want to be here with you. Um, there's, you know, I'm, I, I have a limited number of words in a, in a day. Um, and I'm an introvert, so that makes them <laughs> even fewer number of words. So a lot of times with Darla in the evening, I just want to sit with her. Yeah, We don't have to say anything. And the cool thing about a relationship with God is we think we have to talk all the time, and we can just sit and be with Him and just acknowledge. And then what happens as you do that, you begin to say, Lord, you are amazing. Look at what you created. Or a bird flies by, and you acknowledge that God made that. And mm. just opportunity after opportunity to worship Him and have that kind of conversation with Him. Yeah. I think it's great to also to have um, scripture. You know, Kevin, we talk yeah. about this all the time. Like, yep. this is why we read this stuff, why why we store up. We store up God's word in our heart so that we we can pray it or we know it. And it's uh, we've got examples all throughout scripture. Pastor Matt talked about the prayer of Jabez, which is First Chronicles uh, 410. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we've got the Psalms, which are fantastic models for yep. prayer. The entire book of Psalms is basically David just crying out, uh, you know, some of them are written by King David, crying out to God, pouring out his heart before the Lord, just being vulnerable, being honest. So those are great models. And then we've got the Lord's Prayer, which Jesus gave us himself. Um, You know, if you don't know how to pray, then pray like this. Uh, So there's scripture. Scripture is full of examples on how to pray if we if we need uh, examples to follow. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't. Yeah, you're right. You can't. If you're driving down the road or or walking around and wanting to pray scripture, the reason we hide in our heart is not only so we won't sin against God, which Psalm 119 tells us, but it's also that we have it in us that we can pray Mm. that way. Yeah. So that discipline leads to another discipline of scripture memory. Yep. Um, Yep. That's real important. Yeah. And when you're praying God's word back to him, you really, you can't go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, Jesus said, if, if my words remain in you, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask what you will, and it shall be done according to, to his will. Because we're praying, we're in line with his will. So, and we will bear much fruit. Let me circle back to something that you said, Lauren. You talked earlier, just a few minutes ago, about um, people who, having people pray for you. Yeah. 
Um, tell me more about that. Yeah. Um, so I taught a couple of weeks ago at, at student ministry and the about prayer and the image that kept coming up in my head was the story of um, the paralyzed man. Right. Mm. And so his friends knew that they could not fix him. They knew they could not heal him because they're people. They're mortal. Right. Um, and so they did everything that they could to put him at the feet of the only one who could. Mm. Right. And so, you know, that looks a little bit crazier in their story because they have to, you know, bring this man on a cot up to the roof, cut a hole in the roof, bring him down. But they knew that the only person who could fix anything or change anything mm-hmm. was Jesus, right? And so I think that's just a beautiful picture of what we can do for other people and what we need other people to do for us is like we need to be those friends that carry people and put them at the feet of Jesus when we know we are powerless to help them ourselves. Yeah. But we also need to have those kind of friends in our life. And that could be a friend or a mentor or a parent or coworkers or whoever it is that's praying for you um, and speaking into your life. But I don't know. I always, you know, I work with the middle schoolers. So I feel like a lot of times for them, we always say, choose your friends wisely, choose your friends wisely. But we never say, be a good friend, like be a good person, you know? And so that that's what I've been going back hmm. to is like, <laughs> you. it's a balance, but you need to have both. You have to have people speaking into your life and okay. praying for you and fighting for you. And they don't, they don't know to do that unless we ask. And yes. that's where we, our pride steps in. Um, you know, we all want to pretend like we've got it all together. Yep. Um, but man, that's God put us in community, put us in fellowship and put us in relationships with other people yeah. for that reason as well, that we could lift each other up. Yeah. I, it always reminds those, these kind of conversations remind me of Colossians chapter four. Um, at the, this is the very end of, of the letter to Colossae. Paul's writing all these greetings from a lot of people that he's working with to the, to the church there. And in verse 12 of chapter four, he says, Epaphras, who is one of you and a servant of Christ Jesus, sends greetings. And then this is the way Paul describes him. He said, he is always wrestling in prayer for you that you may stand firm in all the will of God, mature and fully assured. And then he goes on. He says, I vouch for him that he is working hard for you. Mm-hmm. And that working hard is he is contending for you. He's wrestling for you, with you, for you in his prayers. He's praying for you. So it always leads me to that question, okay, who's praying for me? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I know right now my kids pray for me and my wife prays for me. Um, my grandchildren hopefully pray, but I'm not sure they know exactly. They just <laughs> tell God, thank, thanks for Grump's food. Um, and then I know my mom's praying for me. I know, I, I know yeah. the discipleship team prays for me. And the yeah. reason I know that is because I ask you guys to pray for mm-hmm. me. So the first question I think through is, who is praying for you? And if you don't know, then you should ask. You should go ask some people to pray for you, yeah. um, your spouse or friends or who, whoever God, or even even on. You say I don't have anybody on on the on Sundays. We have prayer teams down front every single Sunday mm-hmm. who would love to pray for you, um, and that's not just a one and done deal that you come once for prayer. They would they they would love to see you every week and just you keep yeah. updating them and but enlist a enlist a, a prayer team people mm-hmm. who are praying for you. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's group. just. Yep, your yeah. small group. And then you realize, and Darla and I realized this when we were house parents at a at a children's home down the road here, we would have seven boys living with us at a time. And there was more than once in those groups that we had over three and a half years that we we realized that we could possibly be the only people praying for some of these boys mm-hmm. um, in the world. Wow. Like there may not be anybody else in the world praying for these people. So yeah. not only who's praying for you, but the next question is who are you praying for? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and make a, if you need to make a list and, and it's family and friends. Um, but who are you praying for? We need to go find those people and yeah. mention those people to God and on a regular basis, part yeah. of the discipline, right? 
I love the idea of a list too. I have, I'm Gen Z, so I have an app on my phone. Um, Of course you do. You don't, it's, it's she doesn't like, know what pen I've and got paper three is. by five cards and you've got an app on your phone. Well, they're like, they're like prayer cards. And so every time I tell someone I'm going to pray for them, I get on that app right then and I add it to the list. And so it'll shuffle them, give it to you in a different order. If you want to mm. say, I want to pick 10 things today that I pray for or whatever. But when I tell someone, Hey, I'm going to pray for you. I go write it down right then. Cause otherwise I'm going to yeah. say, Hey, I'm going to pray for you. And I'm never going to think and about forget. it again. Yeah. You know? So being like really intentional about that, but also there are resources and there are apps and pen and paper or whatever it may be yeah. to help you with those things. And that's why, we, I mean, we talk about journaling a lot too. And one of the great things about journaling, there's many benefits to it, but when you're journaling your prayers and you can go back and see like a year ago, what you were praying about yeah. and how God has answered it now and how you're living in some of those prayers that you prayed a year ago. Oh yeah. So that's, that's really, and that's, that builds your faith. And it causes you to pray more. It, it inspires you to pray more and, and submit those prayer requests to God. Yeah, that's good. So I think let's, if we got real practical with exercises that we could work on, um, we are really close. When we release this podcast, we'll be really close to Easter mm-hmm. of 2023. Um, and so there are people all around us that we could pray for as we get ready to celebrate the resurrection. And, and it's, you know, Easter is all about death to life mm-hmm. yep. um, and to see people go from death life because of what Jesus did, his death, burial, and resurrection, we can pray for people around us to know Jesus. Yeah. Um, so who are those people who are around us? I think one of the fun exercises you can do with your family is you can you can draw your neighborhood, draw your house, and then draw your neighbor's houses. Start filling in names on their houses. And then in the evenings, the, the temperatures are changing here, especially this week. Um, start w- doing a walk and just praying for those people as you walk by their house. Mm-hmm. Um, you say, well, I don't live in a neighborhood. Well, if you work in an office, draw your desk. Draw the desks around you and put names on those desks or those cubicles. And then start to pray for those people every morning, every day as you pass by them. Um, maybe it's at lunch. You're a, you're a student and you sit at the lunch table the same the same place every day. Or it's a classroom. Draw your desk. Draw all the desks around you. Fill in all the names and start praying for them. Here's something I think is really cool. Uh, what what what's more powerful than as we are all hearing a message from God's word on Sundays um, from one of our pastors to to draw where we normally sit because we know you church you all sit in the same spot every single week <laughs> um, along with a lot of the other people who sit around you and you start to write their names you may have to ask them mm-hmm. but you start to draw the seats around you and you write their names down and and not that no, you're not listening to the message but throughout the message. You're praying for those people sitting around you. We talk about, you know, seeing God change lives and the results of our prayers. Yeah. How awesome is that to sit around people in, in, a, in a worship center week in and week out and be praying for them and mm. watch God transform them and watch God save them. Mm. So there's tons of opportunities to pray for people around us. Yep. Those are just some really, really practical things yeah. you can do as an individual, um, as a family, uh, to start praying for for people and asking God to to bring new life in people's lives. Another thing you can do is visit our prayer wall, uh, Mm -hmm, prayer.bethlehemchurch.us. It is a virtual prayer wall that we have for our church, and you can post anonymously, or you can post your name, you can tell us information about yourselves, or you can just go and you, you can tell us your prayer requests, or you can just click on each prayer that's already posted saying, I've prayed for this. And it lets the people in our church know that they're being prayed for. And if you have needs that need prayer, 
uh, please, please submit them to our prayer wall. It's a great tool. It's a great resource that we have for our yeah. church. Yeah, I think that's great. And then, so that sort of makes me circle back all the, all the way where we started, that whole idea that that this superpower of prayer, yeah. the supernatural power yeah. of prayer yeah. that we have access to, um, why would we not use it? Yeah. And what's gonna what would happen if we did? Like yeah. if we approached God with boldness and with confidence and asked him for things and asked him, prayed for people and and prayed for his presence and just worshiped him and um, and, and built that relationship with him through prayer, we should pray. Yeah. yeah. James, I'm thinking of James when he says you have not because you ask not. Yeah. How many things do we miss out on or could we could we possibly have the blessings of God that he wants to give us, but we're, we're not asking. Yeah. I think a lot of times, you know, people always say like, how much, how much could my words or my little prayer change things? Um, but there's the story that I go back to the Lord, I think just keeps bringing me back to, um, that Jeremy, our campus pastor told us from Maconey that there's this older gentleman, um, who's been at Oconee since way before it was Bethlehem. And when Jeremy became the campus campus pastor, he asked if he could come by and plant some fruit trees in the ground for his kids. Um, so Jeremy said he, you know, dug the hole, and put the seed in and covered up the dirt and then watered it. And then he got quiet and he put his hands on the ground and he bowed his head. And like I said, he's pretty old. So Jeremy was like, what you doing there, bud? You okay? <laughs> um, but he put his hands on the ground and he said, I did my part. Now I'm asking God to do his. And mm. I've always had this picture of going back to of like, we plant the seed and that's really all we can do. And it is tiny and it is kind of insignificant. And look at what God grows from it. You mm -hmm. know, from this one tree comes this, I mean, from this one seed comes this huge tree that's producing fruit and it like nourishment and shade and mm -hmm. like, you know, all of these things from this one tiny seed. Um, so that's the picture that I've been going back to with prayers. Mm -hmm. We don't have much to offer, but God is faithful to do a lot in that tiny. That's that great. Tiny that's thing. awesome. That's good. Well, thank you, thank you guys for for contributing to this. Uh, it was it's been on my heart talking about prayer. I've uh, been reading about it, learning about it, and so it's been something that the Lord has been teaching us and bringing us back to. So, uh, so thank you guys for contributing, and thank you for listening as always to Beyond Sunday. And if you have questions, prayer requests, always email us at Beyond Sunday at Bethlehem Church us. And you can also uh, check our show notes for all the information, the prayer wall, uh, the books that we referenced in, in this episode. We'd love for you to, uh, to just take advantage of those and grow in your own prayer life and let us know how, uh, how this episode has helped you. So take care. God bless. We'll see you next time.